You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody. Good evening to you. It's your friends at Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. <sighs> we got a special uh, special recording session going on tonight. Not our usual. Yeah, this is a Saturday evening. night. It's crazy. Exciting. I had to... We all changed shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys said said you watched Thor, so I said I better. I hadn't had time this week, missed my window, so uh, yeah, that ran was, down there today and saw it. I was really surprised yeah, it's you had been out I, a while. You, you're usually the first one. Right. I well, honestly, it's just I usually go with my son on like that Thursday at that it comes out at four o'clock first showing for things like that and. He was unable to get out of work early like uh, usual, so so I didn't go, and then I just then it was too late. Yeah, missed the boat. Yeah, uh, had to work, but I got it done. So uh, backtracking a little bit here because we haven't talked about this. We said we're going to talk about this. Uh, you made a little trip North Carolina. Oh, yes. I went to Heroes Con again. I went in 2019. Was the first time for me and. When I first heard it even existed, and then, uh, God, then the the spicy panini, <laughs> that uh, pandemic, Pompito sandwich hit us, and uh, they didn't have it, and now it's back, 2022. So, was this the a, first? Was this the first year back, or did they do it last time? Uh, this is the first time back. Yeah, they canceled it okay. the last couple of years. Okay. So I. There was a bunch of creators that were going to be there I had not met and stuff, so it seemed worthwhile. And So this is a show with a very comic book focus, whereas most other shows in the country have zipped toward pop culture and celebrity and movies and everything nerdy under the sun. This one has stayed focused on mostly comic books. This is the there's there's really nothing but that there. It's it there cannot be a con that is more just comics and creators than this. That's all it is. Uh, there, I mean, you barely see much cosplay. This mm. is people talking to creators and yeah, buying comics, getting them signed. There's a few people there with booths that are think they're coming there to sell a bunch of their like. You just tell they have these sad looks on their faces, like they're gonna sell a bunch of this stuff. But I know like, that look. Yeah, <laughs> they're pushed off to the sides of the place around the perimeter, and I'm just like, try not make try not to make eye contact as I go by. Oh, when you accidentally walk down that aisle, like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. no! Just oh yeah. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. It happened. But uh, anyway, it was a phenomenal time again, and I just. I love the experience of going there, meeting these people, having little short interactions with them, and 
uh, checking them off my list of you know having that comic signed. So I look at that comic and be like, man, I remember meeting them. Was, <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. So anyway, I'll quickly go through what I got signed. See if I remember what happened. I had this uh, first thing I did. The I was there two days uh, with that. Friday morning, as soon as they opened, went in straight to, I had to decide who I was going to first because it was, you know, this is going to be your shortest line or you run to first. Right, right. I went to Chris Claremont and that was a good choice because he was long-winded with everybody and, you know, just was in no hurry and his line would take forever. So, got up there, had my uh, Avengers Annual 10, first appearance of Rogue, and Madeline Pryor, I think. Um, and I'd already had Al Milgram and Michael Golden sign it in 2019. So Chris signed it. He immediately was like, oh, he wants to talk about it. He was talking about, uh, uh, he, I, I said, uh, I, I'm a, actually an Avengers guy, technically. <laughs> and he was like, me too, you know. I would have knocked out all those X-Men books, but... And he was just joking. But he uh, started talking about Carol Danvers because he had she was an Avenger and he had written her some in X-Men. So he was trying to make that connection with me. And he's saying he never really knew how to write her and all this stuff. And had a short chat, but he was great to meet. Got a picture with him. I posted it a few weeks ago. Uh, went over and got, uh, got a line from John Romita Jr., uh, took uh, Iron Invincible Iron Man 126, the famous cover, the piece, putting on the pieces of armor, and uh, he put the JRJR on there. Super nice. Everybody's super nice. Yeah. I, I haven't run into any jerks yet that I recall. On, on Friday. On Friday, there's. On Friday, yeah. <laughs> I haven't. I have yet to do a Sunday. At one a hungover yeah. Sunday is a different story. That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> uh, had this. Uh, Fear itself variant with Cap. That's actually uh, Bucky Cap, but uh, it's a beautiful cover. I love, and I got uh, Fraction wrote it. I wish I would have got him to sign it when I met him a couple years ago. But I got Stuart Eminem, Eminem to sign it. Von Grawl Badger, the anchor. Laura Martin, the colorist. So that was cool. Um, Ron Wilson that did this cover of What If Thor and Conan. Hmm. Uh, Thor battled Conan. I always liked this cover. Had it. He signed it. He nobody said nobody at his table. He didn't. He started signing with a pen, and some handler came up and was like, "You want a sharpie?" And I was like, "It's like it was like he'd never signed a comic book before." I was like, this "Let me get weird. my pencil out here." Yeah, exactly. He was just sitting there drawing. That's what they're. If uh, nobody's at their table, they're just working. Yeah. On sketches or something, something more, just their regular work. Uh, oh, I also had uh, Claremont sign this uh, X Men 251 that I like, you know, Wolverine on the cross. If I ever meet Silvestri, I'll have him sign it. Then I, I was like, okay, enough nonsense. Where's Larry Hama? Yeah. Went Fred- over to where let find him. Friend of show, Larry Hama. Yeah, friend of show, Larry Hama. <laughs> uh, I, he's sitting at a table, like in the middle, of, right smack in the middle of the con. He's at a table. Nobody is there. Nobody is in line for Larry Hama. I'm like, this is so freaking weird. It was a 
ton of people there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just walk up. I was like, uh, hey, uh, Larry, I was want to get a couple things signed. <laughs> and he's all oh, sure. Yeah. He, I got, I'd had Zach and McLeod sign the G.I. Joe 63 with the minefield, uh, snake eyes and scarlet. So he signed that. And then I had, I went, I was looking for something else for him to sign. Uh, I went through some G.I. Joe. I'd looked up, you know, what specific, cause G.I. Joe 21, he, yeah. uh, drew that, right? Yeah, and he and twenty six. He also, um, I don't know whether he completely drew the whole thing or not, but it's like the only two issues that even mark as him having, yeah, duties on art. So I grabbed twenty six for five bucks, and he pulled out. Ooh, that's mint. I was like, <laughs> I don't think so. I just paid five dollars for it. He's like, oh, it looks pretty mint to me. You know, he signed. I was like, well, it's in good condition. Yeah. But he was really nice. Got my picture with him. That was a he, thrill. I'm curious if he did he have any art at the table. Uh-uh. I didn't. I, I don't think he, so. He'll do sketches for people, mm. but I didn't know if he had some pre-made or if he had to stand and wait for him to. Draw there was a lot of clutter of stuff that he was like working on. People, he was doing work that people had bought sketches. I'm sure. Yeah. I I was very tempted to have him do a sketch by a sketch, but. I didn't even ask how much they were. And yeah, I probably should have done that. I thought of that too. After like you were posting stuff, I was like, why the hell? I was, I was like, why didn't I ask Seth to like get a sketch yeah. or something while he was down? I was like, it never even crossed my mind when we were talking. Yeah, Cause about I could have done it and picked it up the next day. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why I didn't do it for myself. Either, he, but, he was posting uh, some stuff on face on his Facebook page about being down there for the first time. Like he was, I mean, he put up a very nice couple posts just about how much he enjoyed, uh, heroes con and some of his experiences there. And he'd never been there before. Like he was very high on it. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. It's well, a great, I'm sure. I'm sure they treat him. Well, like, like I imagine at these bigger shows, you know, the, a, you know, the A-listers are the ones who get to go to the green room and get free coffee. It's like, I could see them pushing him out of the way. So this actor could, Oh, right this way, sir. <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah. know, but at this show, these are the celebrities. And so I'm right. sure they get top notch uh, red carpet. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it's his, he has that sign there on his table. will kill for coffee. Like yeah. he, he, people bring him coffee, you know, when they come <laughs> see him usually, uh, Jonathan, um, Hickman was there. Um, I always wonder what he's like. He seems, I can't imagine having a conversation with him because I, I imagine him as like on a whole other plane of existence. He, or he's just a big nerd. No, he reminded me. No, he does. He didn't come off like a nerd. He was very, very friendly and just kind of, yeah. And just blah, 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 talking. He was talking to some kid in front of me with his mom and he the kid asked him something I couldn't hear, and he, but he was just like very happy-go-lucky, nice guy. Uh, uh, he, I know that. I mean, I was there like in line. I knew he was coming back to the table at a certain time. He had done some panel with Scotty Young. I don't know what they're working on together, but they did a panel together. And then he came in. He knew he was late. He came in and sat down and was just signing. Was just like in a super good mood, nice. I don't know whether he's like that all the time, but he was super nice to us. Hmm. And uh, I'm signed this 
Avengers uh, cover I like. It's hard to see there. I had Laura Martin side too, but hers, whatever Sharpie she was using, I almost went back to her table and said, throw that in the garbage because it's not drying like everybody mm. else's, you know, and it's smeared. It's the only one that got smeared. And he also signed East to West one and Nick Dragota, the artist, was there also. I had him sign it and he drew this doodle. It's hard to see. It takes you a minute to notice it, but it's like a brim of a hat and eyes and face there that he drew, but it looks like scribbles if you don't look at it right. Uh, Scotty Young was back at his table. Uh, so I got the obligatory Scotty Young. I did a Captain America cover. Uh, um, uh, super, super nice. Especially after the guy in front of me had 19 things signed. Uh, so he was in a real good mood to get that guy's money. <laughs> Five bucks a piece, that adds up. Uh, but uh, I had Ron Friends, who, like, I think did layouts or something for this. Uh, one of my, fa- probably my favorite issue of all time when Cap picks up the hammer. Mm-hmm. So I want anybody I can get to sign this. I did. He was kind of acted a little perturbed though, that I brought him this. He's like, out of all the things, this is what you bring me. He's like, I was like, yeah, but this is my favorite thing. So he was like, all right, I accept that. Uh, uh, the parents of the parents of comics were there, Louise and Walt Simonson. So I'd had Charles Vest sign, Web of Spider-Man one cover last time, and she she wrote this issue, so she signed it, and that was pretty awesome. She was super sweet and nice. Got my pick with her, and had Mark Bagley was there, just like no line. He was just doing sketches, you know, for people. He kind of made a comment like, "You can't not come." He's like, "They apparently they pay them." Pretty good, like you said. And a good person, he's like, you almost can't say no to coming to this. And he was just sitting there doing sketches that people had bought, you know, paid for him to do, and covers, you know, on those variant blank covers and things. I stopped him for a second, and he uh, signed my Thunderbolt one. It's nice. It's kind of a sarcastic guy, which I appreciate. Um, Steranko was there. I went ahead and paid the 50 bucks by large. I, I did not pay the 50 bucks last time when Neil Adams was there. And I wasn't going to make that mistake again. Because bit me in the butt. Yeah. It was 20 bucks when I got Neil Adams. And I, it was I five was the first bit. time I <laughs> saw him. Year of 20 years ago in Columbus, it was five. Uh, then it, Which the, was. For not like that was like ridiculous. Wow, no one does that. Like what yeah. you're charging? Like any <laughs> amount. Anyway, I should have done it. So I sure. Oh, I like Stranko better. Anyway, I was like, I got to experience Stranko. It was worth. I don't know if it's worth fifty bucks, but it was worth the memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll forget about this... that fifty bucks, but you'll remember the uh, yeah. the interaction. Oh yeah, he. It was totally worth it. He was just a character that just everything you've wanted him to be. He looks like, I mean, he's shorter than I am and I'm not very tall. You know, he, he is just like a little old man that I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the right decision. Cause he could go at any time kind of looking at him. 
He's got his his uh, suit on with the turtleneck and just looks exactly what you think. And then the closer I get to him, this guy is going to outlive me. He's uh, got his leg up on the table. He's just animated, talking to everybody, and yada yada. You know, he's just like so into it. He had all the stuff. Uh, his handlers were really like building him up too. It was just like they knew what they were there to do. This is this is Stranko, and we're his henchmen, and blah blah blah. You know. Anyway, he. Uh, he I laid he, down. He his, said it was big Mendelbaum energy. Oh yeah, yeah. When he shook my hand, uh, it was go time. It was go time. Uh, he, uh, I should brought a Cap One Ten, one of those covers I like with the Hulk and Cap and Bucky. And he's like, "What do you want me to do with this?" I was like, "You can do whatever you want with it." Well, I think I'm gonna take it across the street, order me a stiff drink, and sit down and read it, uh, and just kind of laughing like, "Haha, you." You, sh- you shouldn't have said that type thing. I was like, well, I'll go with you. Let's go. And he started talking about like getting his henchmen together tonight. Cause he's got, he, he's big on Twitter every Sunday night. He does TNT and he tells some story and a bunch of, he's just insane. And he calls anyone that is his fan, his henchmen. And he was going to try to get them together tonight. To go drink. I swear if I had not been up all night, I'm what a, just said when is this happening <laughs> but i had no energy so uh that was great um the end of the day oh where i lost one somewhere along the line here i went went and found um anyway i don't know where that issue is but i went finally got in line for walt simonson i saw him in the bathroom once uh but i but Actually, finding him at his table was near impossible because he was all about just going and visiting everyone. Oh, he was walking yeah. around. I think he did a panel or something. But when he was supposed to be at his table, he was barely there. And pe- that was the one thing was kind of it was kind of irritating people because you only had so many hours in the day, and you want to spend how much time in lines, you yeah. know, waiting on somebody. So anyway, he finally sat down, and I got in his line. I had a the one issue of X-Men that he drew. And so I had, had him sign that, got his picture, and he was really nice, really nice. And he, uh, then at the last, I had time to like do one thing before the end of the first day I went over. It's like, well, I've got, hey, he signed that. I, I gotta have Chris Claremont sign it too. You know, I'm going back to Chris Claremont. So I go back over there and, They've got his line capped off, and there's like still 10 or 15 people standing there. And I go up to the guy working. I was like, I just have one issue. What's that? Like 15 more minutes? <laughs> you know, because he just takes forever. Yeah. And it was, I got him to laugh, so he let me in line. So I was <laughs> the last guy in line. I go, go up there, and when I finally got up there to him, this is nine hours after I was there, you know, in the morning having him sign it, and sign something, and he, Gets it, looks at me, and and he he it's just like, I was like, I had to have you sign this. Uh, Walt signed it. He's like, that's oh, that's great. Yeah, I think he recognized my shirt. I had a Saga shirt on. I think I had this Saga shirt. <laughs> and it just clicks up in his head. He goes, "You're the Avengers guy," and he starts talking about. And also, he starts talking about Carol Danvers, who was in the issue. I was having him sign right then, and he just immediately flips the, opens the book up. 
flips it open facing me and begins reading it to me, reciting it to me without looking at it. He knows the script and he's just, he's like, oh yeah, that, this is, uh, she was binary. And I was like, which was the style at the time? And, he, and it made a stupid joke that he had just kept on talking. And, and he was like, uh, he's doing the sound effects. He's like, uh, whammo! Uh, she, uh, she comes to the ma- uh, rogue comes to the mansion and she hits her whammo and da 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 and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> this Claremont is reading me a comic he wrote. <laughs> that was awesome. Next day I came back for just like three hours, got some stuff down. I, the number one thing I wanted to do, Roy Thomas was there, ran over, got in his line. He was only going to be there that day, I believe, and. So I got uh, Avengers 57, first appearance of the Vision. Um, so that was awesome. And he was cool, nice, old guy. Uh, Jim Starlin was there. I got my Infinity Gauntlet 1 signed. I'll never get that, George Perez. I got into the signing game too late. Mm. But... uh. But him, he's nice. Uh, I ha- I, I don't know. I, I was surprised that I bought this issue so, so, uh, two or three years ago. I bought this Uncle Scrooge issue, A Life of Times of Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah. Two two ninety six. It was part of like a twelve issue storyline that uh, podcast. Uh, podcast that got me into these omnis buying all these omnis was talking about he loved this story and so i bought the final issue of it because i wanted to read it you know so i bought a nice copy of it and at the end of it the whole deal is he's gets back home jumps into his pit of money and he's just like swimming around in it and donald and the the nephews are standing there and there's like it's so sad all that this he cares all about this money and whatever. But then you see all these balloons, thought balloons, from Scrooge's perspective, and ev- all of every bit of this money is a reminder of something he did in his life, some adventure he was on. And so it's like that. Secretly, that's what the money was all about. Mm-hmm. Was all of his experiences. So I had this issue, and I took it with me because Don Rosa was there. He he did it. He cre- you know made it so. Had him sign that. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, I was like that. Thought Cliff would like that. Yeah. I had ten bucks left, so <laughs> I had been carrying this <laughs> issue around, and I, I it kind of made a fretful ride home for the tolls. <laughs> I forgot I didn't have any cash. Uh, but I had had Klaus Jansen sign this Daredevil issue before. And this is the only one that Larry Hama wrote when, you know, Frank Miller was on hiatus for a short bit. And so was this what Klaus drew? And uh, I think Larry Hama wrote it. And he, and I bring it up there to him and he's like, oh, that's that daredevil I did. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, he gets it out and he's showing it to me. He's like, see here, I was, you know, stepping in for frank miller and i was not gonna mess this up so i did the layouts for this i was like very specific how i wanted it you know he's like 
I wanted it to look like Frank Miller, and he was showing me how. And the panels do are very, they're very Frank Miller, and it, he's like, and then I, you know, Klaus Jansen do it, so that was definitely selling it. Looked like Frank Miller, you know. So he was real excited, to, you know, hmm. sign that, tell me a little story about it. So did that. I left very content. It yeah. was definitely worth the trip. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So I'm already like, hmm, do I want to go to Baltimore Comic Con this year? There's a bunch of people going to be there. <laughs> but uh, I was talking to a guy there who had been to both. He actually lives in Baltimore. He said, this Heroes Con is it's very much like Heroes Con, he said. These two are the most creator-centric. Heroes Con's a little more wide open. Like, there's a lot of room in that building. Mm -hmm. Like, you, it's very air. You never really... I wore a mask whenever I was not getting something signed. Yeah. Because I didn't really take any chances. But it's all, it also was very wide open and airy. You, you felt... It felt like you were going to be fine. So, uh, he said, it's a little more tight at... Baltimore, so I'm still pondering. Hmm. We'll see what things are like. But there's supposed to be a bunch of people there. I, I definitely... I was getting con envy that weekend. There was a lot of shows going on in our region, and you were at that one. And I was like, I've not really missed going to these things, but uh, until this weekend, I'm like, man, I want to go to a show. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very... It really fills me up with my comic love. Like, where before I'm like, picking out some issues to get signed. I'm like, I got to thin this out. I got to get rid of some of these comics, which I still do. There's a lot of stuff that I don't, that I don't care to hold on to, but I want to cut it down to the stuff I really want to have that thousand issues or whatever, you know? And I, and now I get back from the thing and I'm immediately like, okay, I need to order one of these special custom cabinets. I saw <laughs> put it in my living room. You know, it's just like, yeah. Made out of velvet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I was. I've been going through my collection and up, uh, uploading it into a. Oh, that's, I love to do that. Yeah. So like, I got to my box of autograph stuff, and I was going through all those. And in the back of it, I had all these programs from Mid Ohio Con. Oh yeah. So like 2001 through 2005 or so, and so I'm. This is you know I'm in college or right afterwards, and I didn't have a ton of. A, collection back then for yeah. people to get signed but they did these programs every year and they would have like you know a, a guest list where you could uh you know with all their names oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm flipping through here and i've got dave cockrum's autograph marv wolfman's autograph I'm like nice. when did i meet these people yeah. and i did not own one teen titans comic what was wrong with me <laughs> yeah you did you didn't have that uh this, first appearance like, of black cat at the time yeah so this is like the first show I ever went to. Dave Gibbons was there. Ooh, nice. Wow. A little Rorschach sketch. And I and like in my brain I'm like, yeah, that just happens all the time. He'll be here every year. I'll get to meet him. Like You're No, a... I've never been in the same state as Dave Gibbons since then. <laughs> in the year two thousand. Oh. Like, you know That's awesome. So though. yeah, getting a chance to meet these people when and where you can't, like, yeah, it's I don't know, it's 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 special. Yes. That's awesome. Oh, it's just that it's a very it, it's a uh, like I said it fills you up it's a very uh, puts a pep in my step for uh, you know 
couple months. Yeah. I'm still feeling it. I'm just like, yeah, this is the, I really enjoy the heck out of that. And just seeing all these people just excited about the same thing you're excited about. Mm-hmm. And, and without all the extra stuff, like you said, there's not all the celebrity stuff at, at these particular ones. So yeah, especially in an industry where these people aren't interviewed on talk shows and like, you don't, you don't know their personalities or, you know, it, it's actually getting to be in the same room with them is like the first time you, what's this guy like? You know, I've only yeah. seen his name on a, on a page. Yeah. It's very surprising to me. The amount that just the high percentage of really great people, they seem to be, they're all very, they seem to treat each person individually and well and you it could easily be a just a slaughterhouse just yeah pushing you through but yep. but I, I have not had that experience oh well good i'm glad we got to finally hear about it a little bit and because i i been you know other than seeing the pictures i was kind of wondering how it went and, and uh Another pretty, success. Pretty big show, so. Really big shoe. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this past week, uh, we got the uh, one of, I think this was one of our most anticipated uh, movies to come out this year from our, if we go back and listen oh, to Oh, I don't our, remember what, what number it was on our list, yeah. but it was, it was definitely in the top ten of anticipated movies. Right. top five. I right. know we said it would. We thought it would be bigger than Doctor Strange because Thor was much more yeah on or known or yeah. audience, right uh, right. He is known. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. Twenty ninth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wow. The fourth Thor standalone film, Thor: Love and Thunder. Kids, get to popcorn now. Let me tell you the story of the space viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. Well, he got in shape. He went from dad bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? The old ex-girlfriend. What's it been like? Three, four years? Eight years, seven months and six days. Give or take. Am I, uh, sensing feelings? Well, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> The only ones who gods care about is themselves. So this is my vow. All gods will die. I just want to say that was very, very impressive what you did back there. It's just my first bad guy. Never forget you first. You are not like the other gods of Kiln. Because I have something worth fighting for.
TT is back for the second time since Ragnarok, writer and director. Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Christian Bale, Tessa Thompson, Russell Crowe, and others. Yeah, a few others. Uh, yeah, I I was super um, I was super excited to go see this thing. Went and saw it with Michael. Um, went uh, Sunday after it came out and uh, made sure we got the big theater. And um, yeah, I, I have you. <laughs> Have you guys experienced like super long trailers all of a sudden before the last couple movies you've seen? Mm, Marietta's not too bad. Marietta was, today was not. Okay. But, uh, there was only like three trailers and they weren't long. So Well, the last couple, I think this and uh, I think Bob's the Bob's Burgers movie and maybe even Doctor Strange, I saw them all in Parkersburg. And oh. uh, it's like... 30 minutes of commercials and trailers after, you know, it's, it says movie starts at six and I'm sitting there like looking at my phone at six 30 and the movie hasn't started. And it's, it's, it's like, I'm all for trailers, but it aggravates me so yeah. much. That I'm like, I'm kind of on a schedule here. Like that's, a, I look that's a big the- complaint at AMC and stuff too. You know, you get all that stuff and then you get, Nicole Kidman telling you about yeah. movies being magical and all. It's just like you get everything. Yeah, I could just, you know, show up 30 minutes late and not miss any of the movie at this point. So mm-hmm. I was just going to mention that, but yeah. Um, so yeah. Whereas a typical Marietta opening night, Thursday night, late show, 9.30, about maybe 20 people there. Yeah. yeah. There was a longer line waiting to get, to get my ticket than I, there was... Gotcha. So, yeah, Seth, you just saw it a few hours ago, so it's pretty fresh with you. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I expected it, um, to be, you know, kind of funny, but something Ragnarok ish i guess i thought and when i went and saw ragnarok the first time i was just kind of like eh but the more times i watched it the more i liked it i have never rewatched it really and that's a lot of people's favorite marvel movie because yeah, of is. that that because of that vibe and i did not love it when i saw it so i've never returned to it i get it i i I, I re have reassessed it in my head i understand that that is what it is now i like i even like the the lean into humor with Thor and all yeah. that. It, I, it just, I, I guess I wasn't expecting it to go that far. So mm-hmm. I went into this today. I was like, okay, this is going to be silly. Right. I was telling myself, so mm-hmm. I didn't over expect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, the, I had the exact same vibe I did with Ragnarok where I don't have anything bad to say about this movie. I enjoyed the time in the theater but it just wasn't quite what I wanted <laughs> from the mm-hmm. from a from a Thor adventure movie. I, I, you, did you kind of feel like things have to be dark and serious yeah. and brooding? That's not that's not the Thor they've established. I get right, it. Yeah. Right. But I I don't know. Just something about everything being a joke in yeah. a movie with a you know a very deadly serious villain, a movie that deals with cancer diagnosis and lost love. 
and children in peril. Like these, these are not comedic beats. Yeah, you right. Wouldn't, you I, they wouldn't tried think so. to. They tried to. There was some script in there where they tried to have emotional moments, and they just didn't land. Like because of all that humor, and I was like, man, I feel like you're almost wasting this story uh, that was, you know, so emotional to just for some jokes here. I mean, you could. Why not both? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a little more evened out, but. That's just not what they wanted to do, or they cut out more of the serious stuff. I, oh, I gotta I, take that back. I, I said I have nothing bad to say about this, but I hated the goats. <laughs> I hated the goats from the first time. It was like, oh, okay, funny. Through the whole movie, I'm like, just stop with the goats. <laughs> okay, that's my one completely negative. Yeah, I, I feel like I've completely come around on this because at the when i saw it i i liked it i thought it's not great but it, it was good enough it, and i i guess maybe i prepared myself with it for it a little better this time and i'd recently i went back and watched ragnarok the other day again and like i said that that style has grown on me but um i've i've seen a few people make a couple comments in the last couple days that i was thinking about this movie and I think it's important that from the beginning of this movie, this, the narration is Korg. Yeah. And this is him telling these details and stories. And of course, Korg always over embellishes and mixes some stuff up and doesn't quite get it right. So I think, um, a lot of people, uh, that's their excuse for the silliness. Well, I I think that, that I think it was somewhat intended yeah. And I think a lot of people missed out on that. Like, oh, okay, maybe this is, you know, not yeah, quite That's the how correct. I took the, the Jean-Claude Van Damme splits and all that yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, this yeah. is Korg's right. vision. Right. right. But, yeah. So, yeah, that kind of yeah, uh, helped are, me through it. Yes. If you haven't realized about how we're spoiling this movie, so we're, <laughs> <Yeah>. we're going <laughs> yeah. to get into plot details as well. So, yeah, the Guardians... The only, I watched the first trailer was the only thing I watched before. Uh, yeah, that's about as long as the Guardians were in the movie. Yeah, it really. Uh, how long me. they were in the trailer? I expected a little bit more, maybe the I, first half. But so, so I was totally surprised. Not that they were in it a little bit, but it kind of just finally dawned on me. Well, well, when they had the montage, they're showing him having adventures with them. Uh, you know, he narr- narrates that. And then I was like, oh, so we're not ever getting what I thought we were going to get a movie that was, I thought like Guardians 3 was going to be him with them. Yeah. Like, like this, it, him with the Guardians on this adventure for a whole movie. And apparently that is not the case. Mm-hmm. Like they have, th- that we just got a montage <laughs> And I was like, wow, that is not what I was expecting. I thought we were getting this big adventure with them. Yeah. I don't really care, honestly, but I thought we were doing that. That's how I felt when they ended the first movie with Loki on the throne and then just skipped to where, oh, we caught him. So, like, I thought we were going to get a story with Loki ruling Asgard. So, like, yeah, there's a lot. We've all gotten yada, yada, yada. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
so yeah that was i mean they were they were there and then they were gone pretty quickly and it was like boom we're on to another story i i, I thought the same thing i expected a a lot of guardians in it and yeah i was a little i can say i was a little disappointed in that you know it i would have liked packed, to see it was pretty well packed with stuff you know i don't, I don't know what more we could have squeezed them into. yeah so yeah so you're i've never read the jason aaron stuff so i i was the whole time i was just like i don't know whether this is in there or not or this or that you know so feel free to compare and contrast as you talk about it. Okay. Well, yeah. So this is based on Jason Aaron had a long run on Thor and his first arc with, I think it was Asad Ribic was the artist. His very first arc was Gore the God Butcher. And it was like 11 issue storyline. And then from that, it went to the next thing. And then he got the Jane taking over. So like, Basically, this whole movie is Jason Aaron's run on the book. And Gore, it's a really good... I haven't read a ton of Thor, but th this was really good. So, the comics, he first meets Gore in, like, the 800 BC or whatever. He's hanging out with... He hadn't even picked up the hammer yet. He's still very young. He's just hanging out with Vikings who, you know, worship him, and they're, they're good. they go pick fights everywhere. And he runs into this gore character and just barely survives. And he thinks he killed him. And then it flashes millions of years in the future where Thor is the king of Asgard and is millions of years old and all his friends are dead and gore is still around and still kill. He's, he's leaving Thor for last. He's going to kill all the gods, but Thor is going to watch. Uh. And so, like, gore's reign of terror lasted millennia. <laughs> He killed millions of gods and was like Thor's number one. Like he, Thor was afraid of this guy. Yeah. So the movie can't do that. Yeah. So it showed, you know, those weird flower gods or whatever, and he killed them. And we saw those, the, like, there's a shot of the gods hang on hooks. And then like a, a big, like wolf god, like that, those were right. Those panel, those like right out of panels from the comic. Where but, was Jesus? <laughs> Carpenter, Car Carpenter God? Yeah, I Carpenter guess. God. Yeah. Yeah, we, don't, uh, we don't talk about him. Um, <laughs> so this movie obviously has to condense all that. But it also kind of dumbed it down where it was easy. Oh, my gods have forsaken me. It started in the comics. Gore is already an atheist. And his people are like are dying out. And they're like, we just have to pray harder. Let you know, The gods will save us. And he's like, he's like, you've doomed us. No one's coming to save us. So like, he is already like that, and gets you know further tragedies befall him because of the stupid negligent gods. Well, and, that uh, that opening, that cold open with Christian Bale, where they set up hit why he does what he does or whatever, you know, was freaking great. Yeah, like I thought he was Christian really Bale good. was the best part of this movie. Like he was, I mean, he is top five Marvel villain. For yeah. me, like I, that was like, wow, you brought in a freaking actor. Like yeah. this guy was <laughs> killing it. He looked great and he brought every bit. I thought he would even have some jokiness to him and he did not. He was, it, that was awesome. I, I thought he was awesome. Yeah. He was terrific, but I'm, um, yeah, I, he was even cooler in the comics. So, you know, wow. okay. Everybody says that, but 
So, yeah, so, yeah, the comics are darker and more tragic. And so that's the origin story. These two gods, you saw the, like, the black-suited god died. Yeah. And this golden-suited god, like, they were fighting. And they just, you know, they wrecked stuff. And, like, the, the, the god's like, yeah, I saved the day. He's like, you didn't do anything. You just destroyed it. So the god, the dead god, Alan Black, has been basically retconned into Null. Okay. The god of the symbiotes. Yeah. So mm. from Venom's home planet, that is their god. So when he gets this sword, all black, the necro sword, that is that has ties to Venom's origin. You know, they're not going to get into yeah. that in the MCU, but yeah. So that's that was kind of a link. So when Noel comes back later, he's got this sword, whatever. Um, but see, this is the thing. Like in the comics, basically, Gore won the argument. If you remember the unworthy Thor, he couldn't pick up the hammer for like yeah. five years in continuity. The reason was Thor thought Gore was right. Gore said the world world would be better off without gods. You guys are pathetic and you just cause more problems. You're you're you're, you're more problem than you're worth. And it, it seeped into like Thor couldn't argue that <laughs> he's seen too much. So, but like the I don't know, just the movie can't get on those depths in two hours with a million other things going on and joke joke joke. So. I, I don't know. It just, I wanted a little more complexity, a little more philosophy of, of Gore's mm. point, and that he wasn't just an evil, ruthless villain. Like, he thought, he, it's like Thanos. He thought he was doing the universe a favor, getting rid of all these gods. So, yeah, I, I, that's what, yeah, that's the same feeling I had. It's just like, this, it's, you, you can do it. You just can't do it and be jokey, ha- hokey time. It's like it's got to be. It's a totally different movie, <laughs> which I felt the same way with Jane. You know, the comics. This female Thor shows up. We, we didn't know who it was, so there was a long. You know, it was long and drawn out. Who even is this? Then we learned she has cancer. We learned every time she transforms, you know, the chemo stops taking effect. You know, she loses the effect of the chemo every time she transforms. So she's, you know, she she's becoming a hero, but she's killing herself, and so that took issues and issues and months and months and years and years of her grappling with that and being and making the choice to continue to be a hero and i get it just everything felt fast forwarded like mm. it, it it's all there the kernel of it is all there but we just yeah there's just no way to do it, it it's two very different formats <sighs> yeah that's a that's a heartbreaker because that's the only taste any you know most people will have of it is that very simplified story? Uh, I. Other than that execution <laughs> in that respect of what you know, you want to see the epicness of a, a story make it to the screen. That just was not what going to be what we got. So that's why I told myself as I walked in, it's yeah. gonna be silly. And so since I was in that frame of mind, I, you know, cringed a couple times, but I enjoyed myself for the most part. Yeah, I, I did too. And I was okay with the screaming goats. They didn't bother me. I laughed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about the vowel buns? Yeah, that one, it was a little Wreck-It Ralph is what it <laughs> <laughs> reminded me of. Like, I was like, okay, that's, oh, that's there. Um, 
But, uh, and there were some, you know, there were some jokes in there, little inside jokes about, uh, whatever Korg is, that god of his people, you know, sitting on a, on a Game of Thrones style, uh, throne made out of scissors rather than swords because, you know, mm-hmm. scissors, <laughs> rock beats scissors, so... Stuff like that that was back in there. I was just kind of like, okay, that's it's silly, it's silly. But I don't know. I, I maybe I was just in the mood for it, or didn't have you know whatever uh, expectation out of it. Didn't have not having read that comic storyline. I really did enjoy it. Uh, I think it's a nice little take. Um, having Taika Waititi in there and, and kind of spinning that franchise his own way. Uh, setting it apart a little bit. I've seen some criticism, but but yeah, the, as far as the story went, with you know, I, I, him leaving the Guardians and getting back on track and reuniting with with these other characters, you know, with with Valkyrie and stuff like that, I, I enjoyed that enough. Um, I really like Valkyrie. I you know, she. I wish we. I, I this is the best. I I almost think. This is the most I've liked Tessa Thompson in anything. I real I like her. I've liked her and everything she's in, but she was I liked her Valkyrie better in this. Yeah, and I, I like her, her look in this was I don't I don't know something about her. I just thought she's great. I loved it. Didn't nothing about what she did what was bad. I thought I wish there was more of her. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think she got the shortest end of the stick as far as screen time. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they they didn't go gay enough. Basically, they 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 had this spri- Marvel sprinkling of it with Korg and her and this was the gayest superhero movie ever, and it was barely gay. Yeah, <laughs> it could have been more gay. <laughs> right, it, there was so much much th- uh, that they could have done, and they had the people like she's perfect. They could. This was the time to lean into it and do something. I just they're gonna they're gonna miss the boat here. Yeah, I, I that was one thing I criticism I did have is I could have I could have went for a little bit more King Valkyrie and yeah. you know dealing with with the rest of the world and her power suits and all that like and looking utterly bored out of her mind and and like I thoroughly the idea of turning at you know new Asgard into a tourist trap with with the uh the cruise lines in the back and all that and I was just like oh that's uh theme park cliff was like I, yeah I was yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah, uh, yeah let's check out these rides yeah yeah what did yeah, you I, got I I I feel like Chris Hemsworth is the most into this like so many other actors were just in such a hurry to get out of their contracts and be done with all this. Yeah. I feel like he'll do this for the rest of his oh, life. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And I'm okay with that. I like yeah. him. I just watched that Spiderhead movie on Netflix. And it's like, mm. I don't like you. as Be Thor. Quit doing this. You're not, he's like <laughs> a scientist or something. Yeah. I'm like, you're too handsome to be a scientist. Stop it. You're Thor. <laughs> well, he's too handsome to be this funny. Right. Also, right. that's ri- that's ridiculous. <laughs> You're supposed to. You're only, you're only, you're only funny when you've had to like suffer, you know, and you've had to create some personality, yeah, you know. And now you just have it. Yeah, it's way too easy for him. You're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> and I also felt Natalie Portman like this was nice for her 
you know, in those first two movies, she's just kind of the girlfriend. Yeah. You know, she's just the in the background a little bit. So very unceremoniously ignored after the second movie. So this at least gives her some closure. She gets to come back on her own terms. She gets to be a hero. And we get we get something from her more than those first two movies. Right. I, oh, I freaking guarantee she had the Harrison Ford contract. She's mm. like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in for one movie. Kill my ass. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Is yeah, is that why she came back? Because they yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. But it ends with the if she wanted to do more, she That's could come back. That's the, if she Marvel's doesn't, got to keep the door away. open. Marvel set. Marvel's still like we got. We she's she's gone, but she <laughs> may someday. Well, we let may me ha- go on. Yeah, let me tease this in the comics. After she was a mighty Thor, she became the next inter- iteration of Valkyrie. Ah. So imagine a team-up movie of Jane as Valkyrie. That's what I Tessa want. Thompson as Valkyrie. Yes. Yeah. Well, have du- Valkyrie duo. Yeah, that you would never know. That would be pretty sweet. Uh, so let's just get to the end here. What do What do we think about the end? Uh, uh, it um, loved. I, I first you're off, talking about, you're talking about Eternity or? Well, okay, that I. That is cool to me from after having read all these comics, you know, Eternities, all, you always see Eternity there with just the outline and space, and, you know, I'm just like, that was cool. That, mm. that was cool to see them even do that, even just talk about Eternity and have that there and then the whole, it's just the first one that gets there is the only one that gets the wish or whatever, you know, that... That, Which is a little bit like, all right, but yeah, but I guess the comic, the comic ended. Gore was building something called the God Bomb, and okay. when this exploded, that would kill all the rest of the gods in the multiverse. So, like, okay, it Eternity's no sillier than that. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Well, it's yeah, just neat I, to see something that's been around forever, and, and it's like actually that they took the time to let normal people try to grasp what the hell's <laughs> going on. I, uh, you know, even the big fight at the end, though, you know, that happened before that with with the kids still, for whatever reason, kind of surprised me, you know, when. Yeah, I did not see that coming. And I I was like, oh, that was that may have been my one one of my favorite parts of the movie was just, you know, and and establishing that, you know, they were the kids of Asgard and Heimdall's kid and all this and, and. throwing that in there enough and then when 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 he uh gives you know says grab whatever you can around you and i was just like what is this gonna do you know and and gives them all the power of thor i was just like i was like oh that is freaking awesome i'm loving this now but michael was hyped about that scene too because he said that was there was a lot of kirby influence there like all the weapons and stuff looked very yeah. kirby-esque <laughs> yeah. yeah i i i really did enjoy that part of it i was like that is a proper that gives me a pop proper conclusion to that whole storyline with the kids being captured and this and that i can't believe we haven't really talked about the hammers like the the whole like uh just the relationships with the hammers, like ha- that's like his significant other, and uh, they're you know uh, what is it called? It was three people? Uh, oh, like polyamorous love triangle? Yeah, love triangle. He's like a love triangle with these hammers, and, and it's just like what that 
that was just so funny to me. I was not <laughs> expecting that. It, I love that they even do, they just confuse people with Mjolnir. Like, people ought to be going like, okay, when was, what Mjolnir is this? How is there a broken one here, but they had it in Endgame? And where'd Cap take the other one? I'm just like... I know, but I bet a lot of people don't freaking follow that. And I really love the simplicity of him asking it to protect her. Yeah. yeah. And that's all you need. Like, you don't have enchantments. We don't have, you know, the worthiness that enter into it. It's like, no, the hammer is there to protect her, and then this is how it does it. Like, it was okay, great. that works. That's great. Yeah. Was it? But Did it do the busted up stuff in the comics? Because I loved how it broke apart. That was pretty uh, cool. And unexpected for me. That's what I know of, yeah. Yeah. That was a cool idea. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, yeah, I, 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 the more I talk about it, it's one of those movies, the more I like it. Like, yeah. At the end with with the girl, okay, the little girl was really good. The little Mm -hmm. bit that she was acting, I was like, oh, they did a good job. She, like, was believable in the way she acted and stuff. Sometimes they don't do it so well. So I was, I thought she was good. There is any of that in there nowhere that i know of it was pretty cool no. that all the kids in the movie were all you know like all the act the the entire cast taika watiti's kids were in playing those roles i yeah. found that out later and i was just like oh that is yeah well everybody, everybody took their kids uh, and you know this was that kind of shoot yeah They're like hey be in a movie it, it's like one of those old adam sandler movies where he gets all his comic friends together and they yeah. go to hawaii and make a movie uh you know Growing on up the side. 12. so um the uh yeah gore gore's daughter is never resurrected or anything as far as i know but yeah i'm i was just like who is she supposed to be now like are we turning her into like a character we're supposed to recognize eventually or or is it just are we ever going to see this person again who or is knows? this just the original character and are they going to yeah is she going to be one of these young is this the Avengers. Thor in Young Avengers? Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to at this point. I mean, they've they've announced, you know, it said Thor will return. So yeah. I, I mean, you and can't the, just the, drop it the off. reveal of the love and thunder thing at the end, like the meaning of that or whatever, was neat. I was yeah. not expecting that. You know, I was like, oh, that makes sense for, as a great title for the next movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's really sure to use it, it here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, re- I really dug his, like, spaceship RV, too. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that's such a dad thing, that RV. <laughs> okay, we're going to get to post-credits here, because okay. I I am all about a Roy Kent Hercules. Hercules! Hercules! <laughs> I sat right there in the theater, I was like, yes! It was so funny, as the credits were rolling, Michael and I are sitting there, and um, he, he turns to me, and Michael says, I really thought it was going to have Hercules in it. I was like, me too, because I had seen on the internet these rumors about Roy Kent, you know, being cast as Hercules. Oh, I had not heard anything. Me yeah. neither. Yeah, I, had, I hadn't seen, I hadn't been spoiled that, like, hey, he's in this movie, but there were rumors going around, oh, he's going to be cast as Hercules. Oh, and then as we're watching, I didn't know. Yeah, as soon as Michael said that, it comes on screen, and we're like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's, well, I did, just... did we like Russell Crowe? oh yeah i thought it was fun yeah well i've heard a lot of complaints about his accent and they i've heard the other they recorded what i expected but they recorded two different versions every line he he read twice in two different accents to see and 
and everybody's like, you picked the wrong one or whatever. Tiger, I don't care. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I we're so too. used to those kind of things being British accents or yeah. for no real reason, but right. just you know, that's you know, the dignified God yeah. accent. The Kenneth like, Branagh, yeah, uh, yeah, directed. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Uh, I was uh, totally okay with him. I thought he did a yeah. good job. I mean, and, and there were several funny parts, like. <laughs> when he's when he's trolling that stupid lightning bolt like a like a baton in uh, a, a band leader, you know, I was just like, yeah. oh my god, this is pathetic. <laughs> I, but I uh, talking about Hercules, Hercules. I uh, you know, cl- I've collected Avengers forever, but he was in a lot of Avengers comics. He was a part of the group a lot, and so I assume at some point, whenever they shift the lineup further here in the next few years, I assume he will slot in as the Thor of the group. Yeah. Basically that's what he was always there for. When it wasn't Thor, it was Hercules. When it wasn't Hercules, it was Ares, which who I liked also actually he would have made a great Ares, you know, just like, cause he's mean anyway, acting like, uh, but I'm, I'm excited at that idea. And then we had the final. So, well, yeah, having read all these Avengers comics, was Hercules' personality in the comics a lot like the Thor movie personality? Like, he was the joke. He was the pompous, you know, didn't quite understand what was going on and, like, was full of himself. Like, I feel like Thor was the straight man and Hercules was mm. clown. Where these movies have set Thor up as kind of, kind of clownish. So I'm like, do we take Hercules and try to make him even crazier? Or will Hercules be the stoic, you know, serious god who thinks Thor should straighten up? And yeah, I think right. that's what they'll do. He was, it's kind of a mix. He was, uh, yeah, he he was the, he was kind of a straight man. He was always just like, I'm fucking Hercules, you know. I, he was always about boasting how fucking great he was, you know. And, and, uh, and wasn't, my is my understanding... Wasn't the Hercules character kind of like a almost like a rival for Thor? Yeah, you know, even though you know, yes, playing the same yeah, but in a friendly way. Yeah, know? yeah. There was some there there was some scuffle, but it, they were it was a respect thing, and that. But he was always very just like you would expect. He was very boastful. I'm the I'm the strongest. Yada yada. But uh, yeah, there you go. What's the what's what's the words on the. What's the th- balloons? Stand aside, Thunder God. Walt Simonson's on vacation, and so art thou. <laughs> yeah. Assistant editor's month. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, exactly that. I'm this, uh, that, which, that could be very Roy Kent. He could pull that off. Yeah. You know? I can't think of the actor's name. Uh, but, it, Brett, but that's uh, how he. Brett Kavanaugh. That's how he will be. <laughs> Goldstein. He, that's oh, how he. Where did I get yeah. Kavanaugh? <laughs> <laughs> He like, hey, Hercules likes beer too. <laughs> but that's how he will be. Is very boisterous, and I'm just, I'm the baddest mofo, you know. Yeah. And I saw again. I saw people say he's not very big to be Hercules. I'm like, Kumail Nanjiani became Jack. Relax. Everyone yeah. has a personal trainer. They'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They they can do this. Uh Anyway, final after post credit scene. Valhalla, you know, yeah. Jane shows up there, so that's your that's your chance for her to still be around. And it really made, made I, I like I 
I've never been a huge fan fan of the Thor stuff in the comics. I would love this new stuff. I wish I. It's just I've always. He was never my favorite Avenger. Like my ideal lineup doesn't even have him in it because he was just so dry uh, back in the day. Verily this, verily that. He wasn't this fun Thor mm. from the movie set, but so. I never paid a heck of a lot of attention to the mythology and things, but they're, but they're definitely leaning into this mortal immortals, you know, the, this, these gods can die. It takes mm. a long time, but you know, with that, that, that villain story, you know, these guys, you know, go on to Valhalla, but then, you know, what happens, you know, and will they, Will they, will they, won't they do something with this? I feel like they've also been kind of reticent to, to play into the whole God thing. They're yeah. just, they're from another realm. They're being, you know, yeah. people worship them as gods, but we're not saying, yeah. we're not getting into the theology. <laughs> we don't want protests. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had uh, Heimdall came back. Yeah, really surprised I, me. I, Remember, he wasn't on good terms, maybe, or some yeah. story like that. But yeah, after you know they had killed him off, it was, I saw a ton of stuff about how Idris Elba just wanted out of the Marvel movies, didn't want to do that anymore. And I'm I'm gonna assume it's Taika, and everybody yeah, wants to work with Taika. Yeah, I guarantee that's the bridge back in. Yeah. He, he's probably friendly with Taika. Hmm. Hell, before you know it, he'll have Natalie Portman doing Star Wars movies. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. <laughs> so the other cameos, did anyone recognize Daryl, the tour guide? No. Uh, in uh, in Asgard, there's a guy giving the tours. was Daryl when they, they made those shorts. With Thor's roommate back oh, in the day, yeah, they did the funny little things, DVD extras or whatever, and it was it, Thor moved in with this guy Daryl, which okay. I had just was just scanning around Disney Plus and saw those were on there. I'm like, oh, I haven't watched these in ages, and I watched them, literally just watched the night before I went nice. to the movie. So I'm like, oh, that's Daryl, I get that paid it. Paid off. But yeah. yeah, so we had a they were uh, there Darryl. for a reason. Uh, Darcy was back. Yep. Yeah. For just a quick moment, when she showed up, she's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And there's a long pause. I'm oh, like, you want to cheer? They're waiting for the cheers to die down. <laughs> it's like Darcy. Uh, I, I don't know. That Eric, just uh, was Eric awkward. Selvig was on a Zoom call, so mm. basically the whole Thor gang was was back. Yeah, which is but, you, you know that the whole thing bringing all those characters back from the from those first movies those first two that were so drastically different and yeah. and montaging us a retcon of how in love they were <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so the other big complaint is beyond this movie but this whole phase is that it's where's it leading where are we going what's the big picture so there's this i don't know where i stand on the can't we just have fun standalone movies versus where are we going with this? What are we building towards? Because yeah. those early movies, everything was a step in a certain direction. They they teased yeah. Thanos. They everything teased was different. Yes. They different Infinity Stones. They teased new characters were going to team up, and we knew it was headed here. Now we don't know where anything's headed with all the Disney Plus series, all the movies that are coming out. You know, Eternals doesn't seem to tie into anything. How is that tie into Spider Man? This makes no sense. That's a multiverse. 
So I, you know, I don't know where we're kind Where's of. Where's Dane Whitman? What's he doing? <laughs> right, what they're hey, man? Where's they got Blade? They got horror guys. <laughs> so like, we're we're adrift right now. I don't feel like we're. I I know people get paid millions of dollars to figure all this stuff out, but fans, I feel like fans want to know. They want to yeah. know which direction we're going, and I'm kind of torn. Like I do too, but I also like it's just again we're in movie twenty nine, yeah. plus how many series. Like we can't, you know, we can't start having all this homework. You know, we need some standalone stuff, right? Yeah, I, I'm not upset about it. I, I, I don't, I'm fine not knowing, but it, it definitely. I just hope that there was a plan. Like they, that, I, I mean, you see all these kids, so you definitely know you're going that direction. There's going to be some young kids, and that, and, and. We'd love to see. I would anyway. Love to see this Hickvenger stuff or whatever. You know the multiverse. Cry- I feel like they've really like. It almost feels like they dropped the ball with the multiverse stuff. They did it, and they set it up like here we're gonna boom we're gonna have this multiverse, and then they've just barely leaned into it with yeah. these movies. So. I think. I think part of the problem was. I, I had seen a timeline of like when all of these movies were made and they were basically all filmed kind of at the same time. And I yeah. think, I think it's a product of, of not doing them in a certain order and just yeah. kind of getting them filmed. Pandemic. pandemic yeah. And, and just to get them done and then not everything fitting perfectly into a puzzle like the the first 20 did but uh, on the other hand we've talked about it they're never going to be able to duplicate what they did in those first you know first 10 years or whatever it was 12 years whatever it was it's just not going to happen and uh uh focusing more on um directorial visions and styles rather than just that ultimate story we have to hit points a b and c in this movie um you know giving them a little bit of artistic expression in some of these movies i think you know especially dr strange and and these thor movies uh have been that way so i i don't know know what's next what's next (sighs) wakanda forever oh yeah i think so ant-man oh we got ant-man the marvels or both. Yeah. Ant-Man's, I think, free comic book day next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably Wakanda around Thanksgiving, maybe? Okay. Don't quote us, folks. There's yeah. too many moves. I mean, think well, back. Think back of Thor 1. When Thor 1 came out, like, he's going to meet Captain America and Iron Man. How <laughs> amazing so is that? Like, that was all we needed in the world. That was <laughs> all we needed. And now it's like, I don't know. Day seven is not really that's my expectation. I can't wait to see what he what he does with Star Wars. I really can't. Like, oh, you think Marvel fans aren't digging it? Imagine how <laughs> Star Wars fans are yeah. not taking yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, that's what I was just gonna say. Like he he's having a pretty rough couple of weeks here. He has no idea. <laughs> Star Wars fans are at each other's throats just on a regular tuesday like they're gonna <laughs> eat him alive 
Oh, Careful what you wish for. You made it. Yeah. Now you're gonna. Now you're chum. Yeah. <laughs> now he will bring balance to the force. I feel like he's he's the chosen one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Overall, again, I feel like that it's a sliding scale of like this was a fine, wonderful movie that I enjoyed. But I'm like, man, it feels all right. So I, I don't know where I am. I, I have nothing to complain about. But it's just there's so much of this stuff that I, I can choose to be picky. So I'm just going to be picky and say, okay. eh, it was all right. Oh, it's in my bottom <laughs> half for sure. I I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I, I really like this one. So uh, I might I might even uh, take my wife and daughter to go see it again. Cooper saw it the same night I did as we were. I was in the parking lot, and I, I see him and his girlfriend coming, uh, walking through. They're going to go see it right, af- right after we got out. So he really enjoyed it, too. We kind of had about the same opinions of it. Um, but, yeah, I might go see it again if I get a chance. Uh, well, Michael, yeah, why might have, not? Why not make some this, people. Why not with. make this pivot? <laughs> you know, the first 25 were for the nerds. The first 25 were for the continuity guys, the comic history guys, the guys who wanted to... And now just do fan, fun fan stuff. Like, for people to just go have a good time at the movies. Why not? Yeah. Why can't that be enough? Yeah, that's okay. So, we did it. Yep. Right. I was just going to say that. <laughs> so, Happy I don't know. To do it. <laughs> I don't know what more you know about that movie after all that, but we tried. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing lasts forever. We both know hearts can change. It's hard to hold a candle in the cold November rain. This has been our review of Thor Love and Thunder. We are Capel the Pop Culture Podcast, and my name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. Yeah, I honestly can't believe we didn't mention that they played 800 <laughs> tracks off of Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.